there. What you guys doing out there? You looking for another episode of Homesteads and Homeschools, the podcast? You're in luck. You downloaded the right show. Today's episode number 44, which means you can find all the show notes at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 044. Folks, it is the last Tuesday in November, which means this month of musically inclined guests is at an end. Go back in your feed and check it out. Episode 41 was Mr. Jordan Page. 42 was Mr. Jordan Taylor. And 43 was Mr. Mastermark. And this week, episode number 44, Mr. Jason Reichert. Some of you may know him as JJ Boogie. He spent some time gigging, does some some music, and uh, got hooked up with Arrested Development. Um, and, and he's been playing with them going on tours, playing music, and uh, doing his thing. So he, he was kind enough to come on today. Um, he has two children that are homeschooled, and uh, that would be a, a kind of fun discussion talk to have to see how see how that, that homeschooling looks when you're uh, on the road on occasion. You know? um, you're, you're not there and able to do things hands-on all the time, uh, how that looks, how that worked out. I enjoyed this conversation, and I have a, a no doubt that you will as well. Uh, if for you more astute listeners out there, uh, you noticed that uh, in between music sort of has been changing, and uh, you can find all those tracks over on Spotify. There's a, a Homesteads and Homeschools playlist. The last three weeks, my my musical guests that actually have music that they've created, I've used their music for that interlude there uh today 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 today's a little different the music i will be playing in the interlude uh some some beats put together by jj sun rhythm um you will not find them on spotify you will not not find this on spotify Uh, i I don't believe it's there just yet maybe one day one day it'll be there but uh either way you you heard it here first folks Uh, the chicken didn't play uno enjoy it So let's go plant those liberty seeds with Mr. J.J. Boogie. So uh, yeah, JJ 
Boogie, Jason Reichert, thank you for uh, for coming on and, uh, and and talking to us today about your uh, your homeschool journey that you guys have have decided to undertake. Yeah, it's been quite the journey. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as I said earlier, you're you're, you're a music guy. Um, what was that like growing up as a kid? Were you a music guy as a kid? Was it? Or did you go to public school as a kid? What was your kind of yeah, I went to all uh, government schools, uh, and uh, my my dad was a, a, a musician, uh, not professionally, but uh, he had a you know growing up, I had an amazing record collection, my dad's record collection. So you know, and he was always supportive of me wanting to play music. So I got you know my first drum set when I was like eight, and you know, a piano when I was twelve. My grandmother bought us a piano, and. Um, you know, the whole nine. So, uh, yeah. And then, but, uh, my elementary school was only a few blocks away. So I walked to school, you know, every day and, uh, we moved out to Alpharetta, Georgia. And I was horrified by the, the way the kids, uh, acted in this, the school out here as a bunch of rich, you know, snobs that were just out of control. I remember coming home and telling my mom, I want to go to a private school can I go to Marist? You know, she's like, we can't afford that. I, was like, I didn't even want to be in that public school. You know, I hated it. Where, where did you move from? Uh, Dorville, Georgia. Okay. Uh, out to uh, Alpharetta, Georgia. And back then Alpharetta was, I mean, it's the suburbs, but back then it was still kind of partially country, but it was a lot of new neighborhoods coming up. And, um, you know, like back in the seventies, my dad would take me fishing in the Chattahoochee river um, back when like, uh, certain roads that are now four or five lanes were just two lane roads, <laughs> you know, it was country. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so Alpharetta is where we, we ended up moving out to. Now, did you, did you take lessons? Did you just learn kind of by ear? Did your, your father teach you or how'd you figure out the music, uh, end of things? Cause I've tried and I can't do it. So. Oh <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, it was funny initially. I got this toy drum set and I would just bang on it and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was about eight or nine, well, eight when I got my first kit. And then these, uh, these three single dudes moved into the house next door to us. And I remember hearing, I was out playing basketball in, in the driveway and I heard live music jamming next door. And I was like, mom, they're playing music next door. And, you know, she always, always loved music. They would take me to see live shows and stuff. But I didn't at the time. I I didn't know what I was doing. I would just they knew I had a passion for it. So my mom walked me next door, knocked on the door, and some girl answered the door, and she's like, "Hey, my son loves music, and you know we heard you get the jamming." So she brought us down there, and there's this three pieces: guy on drums, guy on bass, and a guy. On, uh, oh no, it was just I'm sorry, it was just bass and drums. They were just jamming. And the bass player was like this Florida-looking, sandy blonde hippie dude with the big, long, like, mustache, handlebar mustache, no shirt on, cut-off jeans, and, like, barefoot. And he had a boa constrictor dangling around his neck. <laughs> My mom's like, oh, oh, you know. And then they're like, hey, come on in, you know. And and literally, they seem cool, though. So my mom's like, yeah, he's, they're like, yeah, he could stay and watch. You know, so my mom left me there, this total stranger's house, our next new nor- next door neighbors. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the drummer, and – you know, I was like, okay, I have my drum set at home and I'm watching what he was doing while they were jamming. And I was like, 
you know, so I started making movements like mimicking him and he saw me and he's like, Hey, do you want to try? And I'm like, yeah. So I sat down on the drum set and he was just like, here you go. And then, so I just started imitating what he was doing and the bass player started playing. So immediately I was playing a groove with this bass player, my first time jamming. And then the guitar player, I didn't realize it also played, I mean, the uh, drummer also played guitar. So he was like, keep playing, keep playing. So he went over and picked up his guitar and we started jamming. I'm just barely holding on to the groove, you know, and I'd mess up. And like, it's okay. It's okay. So that was my first experience, like playing. And then I started taking lessons. Like as I got a little bit older, I found a local drum instructor and I, and I started playing, um, you know, started taking lessons and stuff. And nice. yeah, and That's- then started a garage band with some kids in the neighborhood. We'd play black Sabbath and, you know, kiss, uh, you know, Detroit rock city and, you know, stuff like that. That's, that's awesome. That's, um, I can just kind of imagine, you know, how that must be the first time you actually kind of get into something and, and to have that surrounding you, um, yeah. must, must've been something. Is that something, if you had just gone straight into lessons, do you think you would have been as enthralled with it as you were? Is it something that you think you would have stuck with or? Probably not. I, I never really did well with lessons. Like, uh, well, with my drum instructor, I, you know, I learned some stuff, but, um, I really just kind of relied on instinct. I'd have, uh, somebody show me something in the moment and then I would go with it. You know, when I was 15, I, my, uh, some coworkers of my, my, that of my parents were starting a band. One of the people in the band was my uncle and they were doing classic rock and blues and, you know, stuff like that, like ZZ Top, like early ZZ Top stuff. And I remember they were like, we're looking for a drummer. And we know Jason plays drums, you know, well, we have him coming out. So my dad drove me, I was 15, drove me over to the bass player's house. I didn't know what I was doing, you know. And the bass player's like, all right, we're going to play this song by ZZ Top. Um, it's a shuffle. And I'm like, what's a shuffle? And he was like, and he would just mouth it to me. And I would just mimic what he'd played or what he, you know, mouthed to me. And that was really, and then I listened to the song. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing. So it was really all mostly by ear. And I, you know, I was reading some basic charts, but I wasn't really like a sight reader or anything. But, um, but yeah, even as a kid, when I took piano lessons, I hated taking piano lessons, even though I loved playing piano for some reason, uh, the sight, you know, reading music and then doing stuff with feeling always messed me up. You know, it, it always messed me up. So I was more a feel type player and somebody that played by ear. Right. Did you did you play um, in high school, like a, in a, the high school band or, or anything? I know, I don't know how it was back then, but I know down here now I, we just moved in. There's like people love marching bands down here or, or yeah, Spirit uh, Squad or whatever the heck it is. I don't know. Uh, was that around? No, I, I'm a, uh, I was um, very athletic growing up, and I played football actually. So was kind of an artistic jock I guess I mean I never really fit in with the the redneck jocks at my high school uh but I was on the football team and at our high school we were known for for losing like all the time uh and I remember just at the 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 high school games like the Friday nights like just getting pummeled by the opposing team and I would look up and look watch the the band you know the the high school marching band no matter how bad we're losing, they're having fun, banging on the drum, blowing their horns. And, and I remember sometimes thinking, man, I'd rather be up there playing, <laughs> you know, banging on a bass drum or, or a snare drum or something 
as opposed to being down here all sweaty, getting hurt, you know? So, uh, I never did the marching band thing, but I was, you know, I was, I was friends with a lot of those people. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, cause it's one of those things, you know, I mean, sports was a big part for me and there's not a lot of mixing and matching between the two. It seems like sometimes, you know, it's kind of one or the other, but, uh, it's, it's yeah. neat that you kind of cross that bridge a little bit at least. Um, yeah, maybe not I, in school, but you know, outside of it. Well, I, yeah, I had a different route than a lot of people that start off doing marching band stuff because I was, I started off playing in clubs, like 21 clubs, even though I was 15, <laughs> I was, you know, I was literally gigging, you know, on the weekends when I didn't, you know, not during football season, I was playing, but, uh, but if there was a Saturday night, you know, I would be gigging. And sometimes if there was a club that was uh, 18 and up, a lot of my high school friends would sneak in. Mm-hmm. sometimes get kicked out, you know, when they, you know, so, you know, I know a lot of people that start off in marching band and then they go like, they get into professional playing later. I was, I, was, I just started gigging like in clubs and biker parties and, you know, crazies. Like I, you know, I'd be driving home when I finally got my driver's license, I'd be dry. I would get home at like four or five in the morning from gigging all night. And my dad would be up reading the morning paper and having coffee and he'd be like, Hey, good morning. I'm like, good night. I'd be crying out. He was just getting up. You know? That's funny. Now, did you, uh, did you go to college afterwards or did you go straight into music? Uh, well, I was gigging, you know, I was making money, uh, not a lot, but you know, for a teenager, it's like, Hey, you know, $60 for playing drums for a few hours. I'm like, yeah, you know, but uh, I went to a community college for I think a quarter and a half, and then I just like quit. I'm, I just couldn't. I just hated it. And then I was I was very burnt out because I went to summer school every summer while I was in high school. I failed like my freshman year. I failed so many classes I had to make up for summer school. Sophomore year I failed classes. Uh, I was always having to catch up because I failed classes. So I was a horrible student in high school. <laughs> all right so i guess uh was that something that kind of you thought about as you you decided to have kids or when you had kids did you think at all about your school experience your high school experience your college experience or was that uh, i don't know if it was a conscious uh thought like because of my experience it was just now i have more of a realization of uh how or more of an understanding too of how horrible you know a lot of state schooling is um and then especially where we live in and uh where we live in Austell, the the local schools aren't very good um i mean even if we lived in an area that had better schools i would you know probably still be homeschooling so is that when when they were born was that something that you planned on homeschooling them or is it kind of yeah, I, I wanted to. I think uh, my wife was a little hesitant because I think she was just insecure about it. I was insecure about it too because I was never a good student, and I'm like, uh, we'll see what happens. You know? But uh, I mean, really, at uh, when my son was really young, I would put him on my knee and uh, play these little ABC videos and just get him counting videos. So he was learning to count, learning his ABCs, like really, really early. I think his reading skills are a little higher than most kids his uh, his age already. Uh, yeah, which is cool. He's reading like, big words, you know, and using big words now that I'm like, wow, 
you know, you're eight and you're <laughs> saying that stuff, you know? Yeah. It's crazy when they do that. They, they use words that they shouldn't be using and not, not bad words, but like, you know, they're just too old for them. You're like, wait a minute, where, like, how did you do that? But when you let them kind of explore and read those books and do those things that they want to do that interest them, they, they pick it up, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Um, no doubt. So your and your wife, you think was, I mean, she just wasn't sure of the whole un, uh, homeschooling thing or was it? Did, yeah. Cause what was her hesitancy there? I guess. Uh, well, she did not trust, uh, she didn't want him going to a horrible uh, government school either. Okay. He looked, I think she went and looked at the school he, my son would have gone to. And she was just like, eh, and then read some like, you know, ratings and, you know, and stuff other parents said, uh, and was like, yeah, I don't, you know, she has a natural distrust, uh, you know, as well, even though she's like not political or anything, she's, you know, she's very apolitical, but, um, but I'm, I'm working on her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> All right. So, um, I don't know. Did, did, so you guys didn't, it sounds like it didn't, you didn't start like a, a kindergarten curriculum when he turned five or six or whatever. You just kind of broke it in as, as he, as your son kind of came into it or how did, how did that start? It, uh, yeah. I don't know if it was a kindergarten thing. I mean, we really, I think just, I mean, we started off with very basic things, obviously. Mm -hmm. the my wife, uh, you know, I started off, you know, ABCs and stuff. And then my wife was starting to uh, teach both kids, even though Phoenix was younger, our daughter, uh, she was a little too young uh, to learn, even though we were teaching her, she was like horrible in classes, we like, you know, just spaced out. Uh, but uh, my son was picking up stuff very quickly, but he was um, hard to deal with. Uh, like, if he didn't want to do a certain subject or whatever, it was like, mm -hmm. man, it was a constant fight, you know? And then it got to a point where my, my wife started getting overwhelmed. Plus I was, uh, you know, I would be traveling too. So, so, you know, I'd be, I'd be out of the country for a month on tour with the rest of development. And, but, uh, so that was just, uh, stressful for my wife. And then it got to a point where she was butting heads with my son because he was so, uh, uh, hard, hard headed, you know, and stubborn. And, uh, so she was just like, all right, you're taking, you're going <laughs> to take over him for a while. And I'm like, that's fine. And then Phoenix started getting older where she started getting things. And even though she's only six, we were, we've been working with her with like kindergarten and first grade, you know, introduction to first grade stuff already. But, uh, so now like for all this year, it's just been, we've, we've separated where Phoenix was with my mom and my son's name is Rhythm. He's with me. So we, I've been teaching him. So we split up duties. So that's what we've been doing for this entire year where I only take, you know, take on my son and then uh, my wife handles my daughter and it's been working a lot better. Um, we still, you know, my son's got a lot better uh, about uh, being stubborn, but now as, there's other issues that come up um, where if he gets overwhelmed or if he feels like he's going to mess up, like he, he's, he's like a perfectionist. So like this morning, for instance, I pulled out this uh, cursive handwriting exercises that we haven't done in a while. I wanted to revisit them and he couldn't remember how to write certain words. So I was like, well, that's why we practice. And he started, he started crying. He's like, I'm afraid I'm going to oh, mess man. up. I can't remember how to do it. 
And then I'm just like, and then once he starts shutting down, it's hard to pull him back out. It's it's almost like you have to just stop and go do something out, take a break and then come back. Um, but sometimes I don't have time to do that. I'm like, man, just do it. You know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. We, that's my, my son went through some of that, um, just that stubborn, I think it's almost like in age range. Cause I, our younger two daughters are kind of doing it. a little, little, our youngest son isn't quite there yet, but yeah, it's, they, there's something about it like that. Like, I don't know, four five, six, I think it's five, yeah. six, seven, maybe. I don't know. But he just like, there was things that he wanted to do, things that he enjoyed doing, whatever that was, math or reading or something. And that was what he wanted to do. And and you try to break them out of that and say, okay, we got to do this other thing. And it was like a fight to do it, you know? Um, and now, and now he enjoys doing, you know, pretty much all of it. Um, you know, but again, it's ah, back and forth, back and forth, but that's, that's the glory of this whole homeschooling thing though, is that, you know, it's, if, if you're getting tired of, of, working with a, a kid, you know, you have that option of asking a spouse for help of asking, you know, a, a your parent, a grandparent or somebody else to, to help you out for a little bit and yeah. give you a break, you know? Um, and it's, it's good for better for everybody, I, I think at that point, but yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, all right. So, and now you guys, do you use a curriculum or do you just kind of put it together yourselves or? Uh, well, we don't have like, a, I know some people that have done online cur- like uh, curriculums. I mean, we have books, um, got these uh uh yeah so there's like a grade two math workbooks and yeah, yeah. you know geography and uh, handwriting and uh, science language arts uh you know so we my wife has bought a bunch of books i just wanted to make sure uh they weren't all like common course like convoluted yeah. stuff and, <laughs> but and some of it is and you know but uh, but also the, a friend of ours who's been homeschooling her kids for a while gave us this book called Home Learning Year by Year, How to Design a Homeschool Curriculum from Preschool Through High School. I don't know if you've ever heard of that by Rebecca Rupp. So it's just been, it's been helpful seeing what we need to study. And it's got a lot of suggestions uh, year by year. So I've, I've been going through that too. And, and then I've, I got the Tuttle Twins, all the Tuttle Twins books and my son, we've read, read them all. We started them early with him to where, you know, he didn't quite understand it, but he was enjoying the story. And, but now he's starting to understand it more to where, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, yeah. He's like, I don't like, I don't want a dystopian future. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I don't either. And this is, you know, this is why you need to know this stuff. Yeah. My, my kids love those books. Like I, I had them in a, in a box, you know, and I kind of, I'm very careful with my books. I, I like, you know, I just, I'm anal. That's one thing in my life. I'm, I am pretty uh, anal about is my books, but um, you know, they, they went, they found them in the box and they like read through them all and they really enjoyed them. And I was like, Oh, this is great. You know? And then, yeah, I kind of, start asking about what's inside and what, it, what it all means. And oh, wow. they start making sense of things. It's like, Oh man, <laughs> all right. All right, here we go. Um, but it's, it's good. And they are, they are really, they're great books for, for adults and for kids. And I yeah. Know, yeah, I think, uh, I actually want my wife to read the total twins books cause it'll help her as an adult understand <laughs> some of the stuff that I deal with on a, you know, on a deeper level, you know, but uh, and she's gonna start. She's gonna start going through them with our daughter. So, nice. I think uh, Connor uh, Boyack there. He's um, 
I think they're putting together some like curriculum that goes with that. Yeah. I've seen the workbooks. I haven't gotten those yet, but Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if they're they're out yet. I know he was They have some, yeah. Talking yeah. about putting them out, so should be a good I like hard copies of everything, you know. Uh so that's, you know, just more money. So but it's funny that you talk about like just though like uh earlier about like how did your wife feel about the homeschooling thing and like even my mom uh uh and my my uh my mother-in-law I think we're like, what, really? You're going to homeschool? Like, well, yeah. And they were skeptical. But, you know, when when we have those uh, weekends where the kids spend time with with them, they're like, they were perfect. They were perfect behavior. And they're freaking out at how smart, like, my, my daughter's smart too. Um, but they're like, like, my mom is like, he is so smart. Even my sister, you know, they're like, they're always in awe of how smart they are. Mm-hmm. Not that they're like geniuses or anything, but, but they're, you know, my son is really smart, you know? And I mean, it amazes me sometimes. I'm like, man, you, I mean, he's way smarter than I was when I was his age. I mean, light years. I was not doing the things he was, or you had the same vocabulary that he did, you know? So now it's cool seeing how, uh uh like how my mom likes you know now my mom is like like I, I don't know how you do it but i'm glad you're doing it she sees the, the positive effects of homeschooling and and um stuff like that yeah it's it is it's tricky you know sometimes finding finding the time to do it finding the the resources to do it both financial and mental you know but uh did you say your mom helps out a little bit once in a while uh, my, my mom doesn't, uh, not in the time wise sense. So financially, sometimes if I'm, if she knows I'm having a hard month, I don't ask for help Right. Yeah. every once in a while, she'll call me and be like, Hey, I, I deposited some money into your account. I'm like, what? You know, I, cause I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, it's, there's only been a handful of times where I've called her and be like, mom, I need some help right now. Like financially, you know, I hate doing that with anything. You know, but this year it's been the slowest year workwide. Like my workload has been cut in half with Arrested Development. This year has been the slowest year, and I, I told you I was supposed to be in Dubai right now, but the gig got, didn't get canceled; it got rescheduled. But still, I was counting on that paycheck this week or this month to take care of some bills. You know, so uh, you know, so I've been having to hustle in other areas uh, of studio work and local and stuff like that but we're we're managing you know we're just having to be more frugal with our money and time and you know but uh but her 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 help is is usually you know financial every once in a while hey, you know but uh who's extremely helpful is my mother-in-law she basically like our nanny so on the weekends uh every weekend i'm gigging with my wife if i'm not on tour with the rest of development I'm doing local shows, even though they're not as not near. They're a fraction of the amount of money I would make at a Arrested Development gig, but it's every little dollar helps, right? So, even if I'm playing a local club or a cafe or whatever restaurant, whatever the the venue is, it's like, hey, those help pay bills too. You know, phone bill or <laughs> you know, and then Arrested Development gigs takes care of mortgage. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's funny to see that kind of. My mom was that way a little bit when we started doing the homeschooling thing. She was a 
teacher. She just retired, but like, there was some, there was some apprehension about that, you know, like, wait a minute, you're going to, you're going to homeschool them. Like she's an elementary teacher. And, and, um, and I can understand that, you know, but, uh, after we, after we started and after we've been doing it for a little while and, you know, when she got done and she retired and she saw it all, she was surprised at how well it, it can go and, and how, how much the kids actually do learn and, and, you know, all those, all those sort of fears that you have coming into it. I think like, uh, you know, it's not going to be structured and and your kids are going to wake up at whenever and never brush their teeth and all this, all this stuff that goes with it. And they're gonna be antisocial. And it just like, it's not really how it has to be at all. Like, you know, Oh uh, God, the antisocial thing, (laughs) man, the kids are so good socially with other kids. They're so loving and kind. Like with kids that are younger, my son is very sweet and gentle. He gets like, you know, I'm like, I would, I kind of shudder to think how he would be if he'd been going to uh, uh, government schools, picking up things like just at our neighborhood pool. You could see like how, like he, sometimes he's in like, like baffled at how uh, disrespectful other kids are like to their parents or to their siblings. He's like, wow, that kid, that's a bad kid. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably not very good parenting. It's probably not a bad kid. He just needs better parenting. You know? yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, it is, it's one of the things, especially the, the relationships between age levels. Like, yeah. I, you know, I don't, it's all anecdotal, but I mean, every time I've see the kids interacting, um, like you don't, there's not, there's not a lot of, you know, big kids picking on the little kids, like bullying them and, and pushing them around. It's usually one that's, you know, more helpful or, you know, we're going to play this game and okay. So the little kid gets like this crappy part that, you know, you just sit there and, and do whatever and that, you know, but they're not being like overly mean to them. And I, and I think back to the school bus and elementary playgrounds and stuff like that. And it's certainly not how it worked, but. um Oh Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, my, my son is very helpful with his little sister. Like, uh, he loves to teach her, like he's, he's very uh, eager to, uh, you know, teach her something or help, help her with something. You know, don't get me wrong. He'll have his stingy moment where he's like, I don't want you to play with my toy or I want to be left alone. But then again, they spend so much time together, you know, 99% 99% of the time they get along great and they'll play all day long with no hiccups. They're laughing for hours, playing for hours. But yeah, obviously just like we're human. So, you know, we're going to, we, so we need breaks from each other sometimes, <laughs> you know, but, but they have, they have, uh, there are homeschool groups where uh, they'll go out and they have play dates and, you know, they have friends that they play with, but, you know, so they get, they get that aspect as well. So. Uh, now, do you um, do you guys uh, do music with your kids? I, I mean, I know you, your wife does music as well, and and you know. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, it's funny because you know we were talking about lessons earlier. Uh, I wanted to have my son take piano lessons, like so he could learn to read music and stuff. So a year ago, we signed him up. He started button heads with his instructor. Oh my God. It got awful. He was, he was doing great though. He was reading music. He was playing piano. He was like, as far as doing the work, like and learning, he was learning, but he just hated like taking lessons like I did, you know? 
And so that just turned into a disaster. So we stopped and I'm like, oh man. But now he sees me, you know, I, I make a lot of hip hop beats and stuff. I'm producing hip hop tracks for clients, my boss, you know, and my own band for other artists. He sees all the music production I do and the recording that my wife and I do. So now he's like, I want to make a beat. I'm like, okay. So I showed him how to, he's programming MIDI. He loves uh, electronic, uh, uh, he loves Dead Mouse. You, you know, the DJ Dead yeah, Mouse. Yeah. He loves like that electronic, you know. So uh, I taught him how to program his own beats. So now he knows how to come in here, open up the software. He knows how to use my MIDI controller. He knows how to turn on all my gear in my studio. And he, I taught him how to save, you know, save the session. And now he's doing, literally, he's doing intricate, advanced, pretty advanced stuff. For eight-year-old, advanced stuff. Like, his, all his timing is on beat. You know, I mean, and now there's literally over two dozen uh, sessions, uh, two de- a dozen beats that he's made. To, I'm, a, I'm a, basically at the point I got to go get another hard drive because we're, I, I'm thinking about literally getting one just for him because now he's cluttering up my hard drive with his own work. <laughs> nice. Have you sold any of them? Have you, have you put your name on any of them and shipped them off to <laughs> Hey, I thought about it. No, some of them are really, really good uh, ideas that, uh, that, uh, that need to be developed. And, and so we've talked about um, printing them and putting, putting them like on SoundCloud or, you know, something. Or, you know, I'm like, hey, mate, you can release your – I told him you can really make your own album if you want. And you know what his response was? I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That that's 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 super cool. That's um that's really then, unique. It's, yeah, it is it's it's awesome. He loves it and he's very musical, but he's kinda like me to where he likes to explore things on his own and he just doesn't well do well with structured lessons. He does better with like learning from like I'll teach him something real quick, but he doesn't like me to teach him too much. Like if I say, Hey, let me sit down, let me show you something, he'll be like, nah, I don't want I don't want to. But if I do something and he's like, hey, how did you do that? Then he's cool with me showing him something. It's, it's funny how that works. That little but, bit of buy-in. Yeah. Now, my daughter, she wants to take guitar lessons and piano lessons. And I think she's going to do well with taking lessons, like formal lessons. She has that kind of mindset to where she wants to learn that stuff. And uh, so they're both very musical. They're both very artistic. They they draw constantly color and draw my, I don't know if you, if you remember a couple of weeks back, uh, uh, my son, uh, he made this drawing, this beautiful drawing and he colored it. And he said, I want to, he goes, I, he asked me one day, how do I, how do I get my artwork out to the world? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I want to sell this, this art. I'm like, Oh really? I said, well, I could take a picture of it and post it on, you know, on Facebook and Instagram. And, and we, I was like, how much do you want to sell it for? He goes, 10 bucks, $10. I was like, okay. I was like, so I was like, yeah, whatever. So I took a picture of it and I threw it up on Instagram and Facebook. I was like, Hey, this is my son's drawing. He wants to, uh, he wants to sell this for $10. Any takers? Well, next thing you know, this one guy, uh, is a libertarian. Uh, he's like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. And then that's another person after him was like, I'll do it for 20, (laughs) you know, and then turned into an auction. So, uh, so I sold it and he, I got PayPal the money 
and he was flipping out. So he started doing more art. He made, he made like 70 something dollars that week selling art from my Facebook page. People were buying it up. He took a break and we mailed them out. We, 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 we put them uh, like very nicely, uh, a stiff cardboard over it so they didn't get bent up. You know, we, and we put a little plastic over it. He wrote a thank you note to everybody that bought it. Uh, and then he took a break from his art and then he did it again. He's like, oh, I want to buy, I mean, he, he, he had some toys he wanted to buy. So he started learning. I need to sell some art so I could buy these Legos, you know? So he drew uh, this picture of these sharks underwater with these crayons and it was very like cartoonish, very cool. So I threw it out there. Any takers, this one woman private messaged me. She's like, I'll, I'll do it for 20 bucks. And then this guy who's a local restaurant owner in Atlanta, he's like, I love sharks. He goes, I'll give you $50 for it. And I was like, what? So I probably messaged the girl, the woman. I was like, hey, uh, I was about to sell it to her. And I was like, listen, I know you were the first person to offer money, but this other guy is offering 50. She's like, hey, take the $50. I'll buy another piece later. And so sure enough, he sold that one piece, this cartoon drawing of these sharks and it was a brilliant picture like sharks had these funny faces and it was very good and um and yeah so he made another like that week he made 95 dollars off of artwork of different pieces of art so that's awesome that's a great like experience too you know yeah yeah he's learning to be an entrepreneur and man. connecting to us that's that's great that's great well um what does it look like when you go like, so if you're going to go to Dubai, you were in Dubai t- today. Um, how does that work for, for homeschooling stuff? Do the kids kind of get a little bit of a break. Is it, you know, your wife picks it up well, or how does that my work? My son will get a break. You know, it, my, my wife will probably do easier things with him. Like put on some science videos for kids. He loves science. Science is probably his favorite subject. He freaks out over science projects. Um, but yeah, typically she, you know, she'll still continue with Phoenix, but he'll get a break, um, you know, uh, from doing the hard stuff, but I'm not a heavily touring musician. So I'm like, it's maybe once a year I'm gone for a month. Usually I'm gone for a few days and I'm back. So, uh, yeah. All right. All right. Um, I don't know. Any, any, any last thoughts about, uh, homeschooling? Yeah, well, it's funny because, um, you know, uh, the past few days have been extremely frustrating with homeschooling. And, and it's not, it's funny because I've, I've talked to other parents and other, you know, even my mom, and I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's not like something I, I enjoy doing. Like, I don't hate it or anything, but I, I, but I do it because I love my, I love my kids and I, I want them to have, um, a better education, you know, I want them to learn, you know, from me, I want, I want to teach them. So it's not like the super enjoyable thing. Sometimes it is great. And, you know, and I do love when his, when he gets excited about learning certain things and when seeing him get things and hearing him read, I get really proud of him, but you know, I, I know it's, it's not always enjoyable. It's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it is very hard work. And sometimes I'm like, uh, maybe you should just send them off to, you know, and I'm thinking, you know what? No, I love them. I love them too much. I'm going to take the responsibility, you know, because I love them. Not to say that other parents don't love their kids by sending them to public schools. You know, 
we're just, you know, we're able to do that with our jobs because, our you know, we work on the weekends mainly, you know, my wife and I, you know, we'll have some weekly gigs sometimes, but, but no, it's, it's, you know, I do it, we do it because we love them and we, we don't really trust, <laughs> we, we don't trust what the government's going to do with them, you know, uh, you know. No, it's, it, it is, it's, it's. There are days that it is wonderful and you love every minute and there are days that you don't and it's work and, you know, you, just like anything else, uh, yeah, you get to push, push through some of those hard spots. But uh, Yeah, but the fruit of the labor, it's worth, you, you, you know, to see, uh, to see them grow and, uh, and see what they naturally are interested in. You know, like I said, you know, he's, he's, he loves science uh, a lot as far as the subjects go and, we watched this science video a couple weeks ago or a couple of days ago. And then from memory, there was a magnet experiment experiment that he saw and he recreated it in his room all by himself from memory from a few days ago. And he was like, Dad, come here, watch this. And he, he explained to me the whole thing. And then he did the experiment. And I was like, Whoa, that's amazing. I'm like, and I, I forgot that. I was like, where did you get that from? He goes, it was from the Science Max video, you know, on YouTube. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. And, but it, and so I videotaped him explaining it again. I sent it to my mom. And my mom was like freaking out. Like, what? I'm like, I know. You know, his memory is just amazing. So it's cool seeing, yeah, seeing him do stuff like that. But, yeah. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on and uh, wish you, you luck with it. As it goes forward. And that was JJ Boogie. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I did. I always do. This is a fun thing to do. I enjoy it. So I do it. Anyway, thank you, Jason, um, for, for coming on and doing that. I was a poor host and forgot to ask him uh, where, where I can find his music now. He and his wife have a, a band called, uh, or a duo, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, called Fire and the Knife. And they play in and around the Atlanta area. Um, and, and who knows where else you might be able to catch them, but you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, and I will put those links in the show notes. Uh, so go go homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 044, and you will find the links there to uh, go tell Jason you appreciate his music. This is uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, guys. Of course, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. If you want to support the show, click over to Amazon before you buy your, your Christmas junk. and. Uh, homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash Amazon. Click through the affiliate link. I get a little kickback. Helps offset the costs of, uh, of putting this thing on, putting this thing together. Um, you know, there's some some costs in there, so it's nice to kind of offset those when you can. You can always go over to uh, patreon.com slash libertyhippie and uh, sign up that way. You get some some merchandise, some stickers, some seeds, bonus, bonus episodes, bonus content, bonus interviews. Um, also, Head over to Facebook um, and search for the Homesteaded Homeschool Forum. 
that is the Facebook group that coincides with this. And, uh, you know, there's some past guests on there, in there. There's some, you know, there's some past guests in there. There is, uh, you know, I, I, if I have a guest coming up and, uh, sometimes I'll ask listeners for questions, you know, ideas. What do you want to hear about? You can get some, some input on how the show goes together through that channel, or you can do it in the new discord server that I have set up. And I will link to that in the show notes because that link is a little funky, a little hard to remember. I can, I, I will do that. So homesteads and homeschools.com slash zero four four for all the, the goodies you need, all the links you need. And Thursday is Thanksgiving. It's also the last Thursday of the month. So I will have a little bonus show, a little update on things happening around here. That's all for today, folks. Um, if you're traveling, be safe. If you're not traveling, enjoy yourself and uh, enjoy the season. Enjoy your your friends, family, and all the things that you are thankful for. Right? Because there's, there's got to be something. You're breathing. All right, folks. <laughs> Thanks again, you guys. And uh, get out there. Sow those seeds of liberty. And we can all reap sheaves of freedom together. Don't write us his dream.